just play a pop song Singing to that highway song Got a little night smile That kind of drives you out Nothing like playing with fire Brings boy to life Be with the fuse you like Be a good dynamite Following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, fourteen minutes and twenty seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 14.20 in the morning for this ninth day of May 2023. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today for 20, uh, 20 bucks off your first purchase uh, of any uh, sports tickets, concert tickets, uh, whatever shows are on the, the SeatGeek app. Go and get yourself some Taylor Swift tickets. Why not at SeatGeek.com today? Uh, remember, we are part of the Belly Up Network, shows in Belly Up Media. Go to BellyUp.com to check with some great sports articles, a lot of hockey talk, a lot of hockey talk, a lot of football talk, a lot of everything talk there at BellyUp.com. So make sure you check that out today. Thank you for ma- making us a part of your morning each and every morning here on Facebook and YouTube Live. And for those who listen later on on the podcast form of the show. Now we get through all those introductions every day. We've got to get those out there, get the sponsors taken care of. But anyways, uh, the NHL draft occurred or draft lottery occurred last night. Ch- Chicago Blackhawks, uh, to nobody's real surprise, ended up with that first overall pick, uh, that, which will end up being Connor Bedard. I'm glad that it wasn't the Phoenix Coyotes or Arizona Coyotes, I guess they're called now, and to a man throughout the, throughout the sports world and if throughout uh, people talking to me the talking heads and everybody else I talked to about Connor Bedard and the draft that uh, it was a good thing that Gary Bettman didn't get his uh, inner wish he didn't let out there in public but I'm very sure that he wanted that pick to end up going to the Colorado or to the Arizona Coyotes to help re- revitalize that franchise I read some stuff that there's problems there with their uh, arena deal so who knows if that's even going to come to fruition and how that's all going to come about but it's uh, interesting to see that that happened and, and Chicago got the rights now to go out and draft Connor Bedard, first overall, which they're expected to do. Uh, the, the phenom, for those who don't know in the hockey world, uh, the kid put up 143 points in 56 games, whatever it was, uh, for, for the uh, Regina Pass Western Hockey League. He led Team Canada to a gold medal at the World Juniors this uh, this this past Christmas, and he's, uh, by all accounts, a can't-miss prospect. Is he going to be an all-timer? Like, uh, you got Sidney Crosby, who's uh, one of the greatest to ever play the game. Is he going to be that level? Is he going to be a... Uh, a, a Connor McDavid type player, not not that fast, obviously, but he has got some scoring touch. Is he going to be a um, Alexander Dague, who was supposed to come out of junior light like the World Up back in 1992 or whatever year that was, where he went in the draft? Who knows? You got to remember the lot that these guys that, that come out of junior hockey, they're 17, 18 years old. And you don't know what kind of player you're going to end up getting. Yeah, all the uh, the metrics say this and say that and one thing or the other, but you just never know what uh, what these kids might end up being. Uh, only uh, eight times since 19. 
1988 has a, a player been drafted. I think it's eight times. I should go do, do a little more research on that. Yeah, eight times since 1988 has a guy who's gone first overall, went on to help that team that he got drafted by win a Stanley Cup. So that's uh, that's a lot of years in between. That's 35 years and only eight guys have uh, got Stanley Cups in, in, because of their first overall pick. Yeah, you can count Lemieux in there, I guess, since 85 when he went to high in the drafting with 85 or 84, I think he went. But you, it's, it's tough to get guys to uh, put a team together and a first overall pick doesn't guarantee you anything. It's It, it, it helps your franchise. It helps your team. But, but to end up in that position, where you end up with that first overall pick, you have to have a pretty bad hockey um, <clears throat> a hockey club, and so therefore you uh, you don't know what you're going to get and how that kid, kid can help you out. Is uh, is is a first overall pick a, a guaranteed success? No. For every for every Connor McDavid, you have a uh, well. What's let's let's throw some names over. Like I said, Alexander Dag or Nail Yakupov. I mean that that was an outlier, obviously, with Yakupov how bad he turned out to be for the Edmonton Oilers. But you can also end up with some good piece players with that first overall pick, like a. Uh, like a Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's had himself a hell of a career with the Edmonton Oilers. He's a, a solid player, does a lot of good for that team. He's made, a, he's made a good chunk of change playing with the Oilers over all these years too. So it's a good thing to see good guys like that make it. You, you just wonder what kind of pressure is going to be on a, on a kid like Bedard. Last night, they're already saying that in Chicago, they sold a, a lot of season tickets and everything else. And I would hold off on that a little bit because Chicago had a very bad hockey team. And then they went and traded, traded Kane away and, and Taves is, is on his way out. But you don't know what kind of team you're going to have around uh, around a kid like Bedard coming into the league next year because if you there were the Chicago Blackhawks to a to a, a roster spot they were a bad hockey team they don't have anybody who can stop pucks you don't know if the coach is going to survive if they're going to want to have a guy like uh, Luke Richardson as the head coach for a team moving forward is he is he the guy for that job to uh, for a rebuild who knows most coaches don't survive a rebuild they, they usually end up getting replaced in about year three or four when the team gets gets gelled together and you just wonder if Chicago has is going to be able to pe- put players around them um I want to put put this. Uh, it kind of hurts. I thought about this last night a little bit after the uh, the pick went to Chicago, and then you remember the 2021. Uh, what what it happened in 2010, I believe it was with the the uh, sex the sex abuse scandal that happened with uh, with Chris with Kyle Beach of the Chicago Blackhawks, Stanley Cup champion with the Chicago Blackhawks back then. And there was the thing that came out in 2021 with the athletic therapist. Uh, should the Chicago Blackhawks have even been eligible to to get the first first overall pick this year? Should have should that pick have been maybe forfeited, taken away? Uh, some there, there should have been some kind of a uh, um, repercussions, I guess, is the way to, to put it for for that stuff that happened. They should have been having three or four years of draft picks getting taken away and having some uh, lack of institutional control, lack of organizational control, which was which was brought out. But really, the only people who lost their jobs and lost anything when it c- comes to the whole thing were were Joel Quenville uh, and, and the and, and uh, you know a few players got got reprimanded a little bit but in general nobody really got uh, there was really no harm I shouldn't say no harm no foul but to the to the franchise itself there wasn't any harm or any foul on the team itself yes there is a there's a bad a bad look and a, a lot of things happening but should there have been a situation uh, that the, the Hawks weren't eligible to go out and draft a guy or get get a guy like a, a generational talent like he's expected to be in Connor Bedard should they have had to have forfeited a few draft picks and and had a, a situation where you know what you guys were bad you guys didn't didn't have control of your team like they like happens throughout college football all the time when like the usc situation with reggie bush years ago should have been a situation where he wasn't eligible to go to a team like the chicago blackhawks uh, and they, they just didn't have a first round pick for a few years and there's some, some kind of penalties levied against them is one thing another thing you got to look at is is uh is bedard a 
good fit for a team like the Chicago Blackhawks. You never know what could happen with these little situations because sometimes maybe look, I'm not saying do it. I'm, I'm not saying go out and do it. I'm not saying trade, trade the pick, but I'm, I'm thinking that now that they have this first overall pick is, is general manager, Kyle Davidson is, is back looking, maybe, maybe looking at an offer or two and then putting some offers out there that maybe we could trade this guy for some guys who are ready to go now for maybe a couple of defensemen for a couple of, of uh, a couple of forwards who are already established. You got to be a little bit higher money, but could they make that, that, that pick and, and, or make that trade to, to get their team better right now? Because you don't know later on what you're going to get and how you're going to grow your franchise. Yeah. He, a guy like Bedard, who's supposed to be, like I said, a generational talent, is he a guy that could bring in free agents right off the bat? Probably. It probably wouldn't hurt, but you don't know how many guys who are getting that one big contract are going to be putting that one big contract in the back pocket of a, a kid like Bedard. It's uh, you, you hope he's going to have a good career. He seems like, like all all uh, all signs show that he's going to be, and he looks like a pretty nice kid, but you just wonder how many free agents uh, uh, that guy can bring in to a, to a franchise. It's going to help jersey sales. There's no no doubt about that. It's going to help ticket sales. There's no doubt about that. But there's some other things that you got to look at hockey-wise and business-wise to maybe make your team a little bit better. And and would you be crazy not to entertain some some offers for that first overall pick? I think you'd be crazy not to. If you're a team like, uh, oh, let's just throw out the Toronto Maple Leafs. Why not? Who we saw that they aren't anywhere near close to a Stanley Cup. Would they go out and trade a couple of players to get a younger a younger body out there who can score some goals and do something? Because that that you know that that core that they got right now isn't isn't really working. Could a could a guy like that go to Colorado, uh, where they're 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 building for something pretty good like that right there, and trade that pick and see what could happen? See what just see what kind of offers you get. Like you're not going to trade Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon, obviously, out of Colorado for a kid like Bedard, but it wouldn't hurt for a lot of these teams to go out and look at and look at players like that. Like the one that's kind of interesting to me, you, you look at a kid like that uh, Fantilli kid who's probably going to go second overall to Anaheim, who ended up with the second pick in the in the draft lottery last night. You look at that Fantilli kid. He would fit in quite well with some different franchise, some different teams, and, and have a situation where they might, uh, the, like Anaheim, might shop that pick around and go and get get some guys to uh, to help out that team because that Zegers kid's a good hockey player. He's a bit of a bit of a looks like kind of a douche nozzle, but he seems like a good hockey. Like he's a really good hockey player, a lot of talent, and you, you want to surround maybe him and not not have a whole bunch of guys like that with that same skill set on your team. It doesn't hurt to have skilled guys, but as we've seen throughout the National Hockey League playoffs so far, you need a lot more than just skilled guys to win as the Toronto Maple Leafs have, uh, have known and have been shown. So maybe going out and getting a uh, an established D-man for that second overall pick wouldn't be a bad move for for uh, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks or Anaheim Ducks. Or they're, not, they're, not, they're not so mighty anymore for whatever reason. They decided, just, I wish they would have just got rid of that whole Ducks thing. Uh, it was ridiculous to begin with, but whatever. It's one of those things. So you wonder what the draft is going to do. You got to remember, like I said, they're, they're just kids. You don't know what you're going to get out of these players. You don't know how things might turn out between their ears. That You don't know uh, injuries like the the, the, the longevity these kids these kids might uh, not have anymore because they play so much darn hockey darn hockey throughout the year. Like how many how many how many years do they have they have left in their bodies? Yeah, they're fit. They're more fit than they've ever been. Their nutrition's better than it's ever been. But they also have a lot of miles on their body at a young age, and you just don't know like all well, the international tournaments they play, everything and everything else they got going on. 
shopping shopping that pick is probably not a, a smart move but it's probably not a, a it probably wouldn't be a horrible move just to see what's out there and what offers you you might be able to get to improve your team not now but right now because it's uh winning is tough and like i said only eight guys drafted first overall helped that team win a stanley cup with the team that, that drafted them so it's uh it's a slippery slope getting the first overall pick because you have to you have to fail and you have to get really bad to end up with that pick so what can one kid do it can help is it going to be a franchise changer who knows? I mean, Chicago got lucky in 2000 and uh, whatever year it was, 2008 when they drafted, or, or 2007, they got Patrick Kane with the first overall pick. But 2006, when they got uh, Jonathan Taves third or fourth overall, that's the one that really helped that, that got them propelled. So you got to get that second guy, like we talked about yesterday at 1420 in the morning. You need that second player to propel you and, and help you get to a situation where you can win a championship because one player doesn't do it. If one player does not do it at all, you need that second guy, whether it be a Kale McCarr with McKinnon, whether whether it be uh, Sidney Crosby with with uh, Jenny Melkin, you got and you go on and on throughout the throughout the Zetterberg and and the, and the like what he had with with, with Detroit. So you, you, you get Jagger and, and Lemieux, Gretzky, Curry, and Messier, and, and we shouldn't probably put the, the Oiler guys in there because Gretzky and anybody. I think Gretzky and Redlinski would have been a good line back then. But yeah, you you got to get that second player. You got to get that third player. You got to get a, a guy who can be serviceable in net. Winning's tough. We say it all the time on this show. And getting that first overall pick, which they got with Bedard, it doesn't guarantee you anything. I wish the kid all the luck in the world. I wish Chicago Blackhawks uh, some success. I'm so a little cheap that they didn't get more of a, uh, a slap in the, in the, in the, uh, I shouldn't say PP slap for the situation they were in. Obviously it's a, that's pretty bad form, but they should have got more of a, uh, a kick in the nuts than, than they, than they got for the situation with Kyle beach back in 2010. And then the, it, 2021 is not that long ago, and that situation I don't think was handled very well by the National Hockey League, and there should have been, a, been been reprimanded a little bit more, and I don't think they should have got that pick. I'm just happy that pick didn't go to uh, to the Arizona Arizona Coyotes, like I said, because that franchise is in disarray, been in disarray for for a long time. It would have been interesting to see if that pick did go to, to Arizona, if Bedard would have pulled a Lindros and said, you know what? I'm good. I'm not going back. I mean, I'll go over to Europe and play. I'll, I'll end up, I'll go play another year junior in, in the Western Hockey League and see what I can do there and maybe win another world championship, world junior championship for Team Canada. You wonder if he would have went to Arizona and played Yad's money, but he could have got money anywhere at, at this stage. He's probably got a, a few bucks in the bank. I think he's already sponsored by BioSteel. He's probably got stick deals in, the, in his back pocket already anyway, so I think he's going to be fine financially in a year away and not being, so it would have been an interesting drama to see if he would have went to the uh, Arizona Coyotes, but for all intent and purpose right now, he is going to be a uh, Chicago Blackhawk. They will draft him first overall, one would think. They probably aren't shopping that pick around, but you, you never know what, what could happen, and uh, it might be interesting to see if they if they would. Just entertain some ideas. It's going to be interesting fodder. Uh, maybe we'll do a show on that. And I want Actually, I want people who uh, listen to the 1420 podcast at 1420 in the morning, get back to us on Twitter or on Facebook on, on your thoughts if they would, uh, if you would entertain the, the getting rid of uh, getting rid of Bedard and maybe making that deal and making a trade to, to make that happen. And you just to to improve your team right now, and, and not, instead of waiting for a couple of years for him to develop as a national hockey player. So get back to us at uh, underscore fourteen twenty on Twitter or fourteen twenty Facebook, fourteen twenty Sports Facebook account, or email if you want to uh, get long winded at fourteen uh, twenty Sports at gmail.com. There's my little rant for the day. But anyways, uh, make sure you guys go if you want some great beef jerky, great craft beef jerky delivered right to your door. Go to righteousfelon.com and get craft uh, jerky. It's fantastic stuff delivered right to 
to you. Uh, get 15% off by using promo code BELLYUP at RighteousFelon.com, and that'll get yourself some uh, jerky. I'm a jerky fan. When there's an open when there's an open bag of jerky around me, I eat the whole thing, and it, do, it doesn't stand a chance. And Righteous Felon is the stuff to uh, – it's great, great jerky, all kinds of different flavors and shapes and sizes for your uh, for your, for your palate to get cleansed and everything else. But one of those things – I don't think I use that term, palate, getting cleansed properly, but whatever. Uh, anyways, on this day in – what year we got in 1986, the Montreal Canadiens beat the New York Rangers 3-1 at the Montreal Forum to win the Prince of Wales Conference Final. Four games to one. Claude Lemieux led the way for the Habs with a goal and assist. And Rick goaltender Patrick Waugh stopped 19 or 20 shots he faced. The Canadians would go on to win the Stanley Cup in five games just a couple of weeks later versus the Calgary Flames to win the franchise's 23rd Stanley Cup. And they got one again in 1993. Uh, that was Roy's second one with the, the Habs. And that's the last time a Canadian franchise has won the Stanley Cup. And we talked about that last week about how it doesn't. I don't think it really matters that Canadian teams don't win a Stanley Cup because the Canadian players littered all over the National Hockey League. I think Vegas has 12 or 13 guys on their team. They they laid a beat down on Edmonton last night. That was unprecedented. I didn't see that coming. But one of those things that happens, and hopefully Edmonton can, can bounce back in uh, in game four and give that crowd number 10 which look, looks like this fantastic place to go watch a, a playoff game as it used to be at the old coliseum and happy 58th birthday to stevie Y. steve eisman born on this day in 1965 in cranbrook british columbia drafted fourth overall in the 1983 national hockey league draft while playing for the peterborough peets uh he went to detroit red wings obviously spent 22 seasons there winning three stanley cups in 97 98 and 02 a nine-time all-star seventh all-time in points with 1755 eisman was elected to the hockey hall of fame in 2009 he's currently the gm of detroit and uh, won olympic gold for team canada with that great 2002 team uh in salt lake city that was uh uh that was my 72, I guess. I wasn't around alive in 72. So 2002 was the first uh, big, big uh, Team Canada moment for the Olympics and and one of those things. But uh, you remember Eisman, he was a great player for a long time and his fingers are still all over that that great uh, Tampa Bay Lightning Championship teams that they have going on there and that that legacy that he built there. But now hopefully you can build something with that once proud Detroit franchise that he was a, a part of for a very long time. One of the all-time greats and uh, one of one of uh, everybody, everybody loves Stevie Wilde to a man. I don't think anybody dislikes Steve Eisman. I think and Moose Hildebrand, uh, the card collecting guru that he is, it's uh, his his favorite player, a good friend of mine that we uh, we got to get out play golf again very soon, Moose. Anyways, uh, thank Rick. It's a part of your morning each every morning here at 14, 20 in the morning. We did our 300 show last night, so that's up there. Give that a listen later on today. If you haven't already talked to people about the show like we, we talk about, Facebook and Twitter are great, uh, but it, uh, it's more word of mouth and to talk to people and, and send, in, send in the buttons and send the, 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 uh, the podcast to people, so that, that gets the word out there a lot more and it spreads like wildfire, but we're, we're doing pretty good. We have third, over 13,000 downloads this year already which is well ahead of everything any any year we've ever been doing this so thank you very much uh for doing it make sure you subscribe to our facebook account or twitter account so jesus i'm struggling right now to finish this show off our youtube account like the little guy shows right there on on the screen if you're watching this on youtube or on facebook live make sure you subscribe to our our show on youtube we want to get to a thousand followers we're quite a ways from that right now but we hope that you guys can help us out and get us to a thousand subscribers to our youtube channel but anyways thanks for uh, following us we'll, we'll do this again tomorrow morning at 14 20 in the morning and uh, as always everybody have yourselves a great day and remember it doesn't matter where you are it's who you're with SeatGeek is the ticketing app for fans like the High Five Strangers Guy. 
game-winning interception. First down. Just a nice, solid tackle. If you're in arm's length, you will be swapping skin with this extrovert. You see, he knows SeatGeek got him a great deal on tickets, so he can focus on what he does best, smacking palms. SeatGeek handles the tickets to sports, concerts, and more, so fans can fan. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.